Beautiful, beautiful. This is, uh, you know, what I would like to call a, a kind of a transition night, okay? It's a transition night. And uh, I'm actually going to get the, the, the shredding helpers to come right now and to set these things up. Can we just do this? While I explain what we're doing, okay? Uh, so, no, it's not skateboard shredding. It's not uh, surfing shredding. It's not even shredding weight so we can see your six-pack because that's another kind of shredding. Who's got a six-pack in the house? Dan Freck has got a, a, a six-pack. <laughs> who was that? Who are you pointing to? David. Jai. Have you got a six-pack, Jai? We're not going to see it. We're not going to display it right now, but apparently, David, you've got a six I mean, we've all got one underneath here somewhere. There, there's, there's, some, of us, some, of, some of us have said, I'm not so much a six-pack person, but a keg person. Uh, uh, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. I... I I do a bit of boot camp, and there's a few of the guys at boot camp who, any opportunity they can, they rip off their shirts to show their six-pack. I'm like, put it away. You're embarrassing us. This is ridiculous. Deep down under here, there is one, but it's deep. And so that's not that kind of shredding, all right? It's not that kind of shredding. What we're talking about uh, is shredding the things from our past that will block us, stop us, inhibit us, restrict us from living the best life that God's got us to live. And I love, I love the, the turning of the calendar. I love, you know, some, I, I love that the, the God's ordained time. Although He's eternal, He's created time. So what that means is that no matter what today was like, I can get up fresh in the morning and I can begin to pray. I can commit the day to God. I can throw off yesterday and all its worries and anxieties and I can begin a new day because the Bible says His mercies are new every morning. Okay, I love that, that I can come to church on a Sunday morning, no matter, or a Sunday night as the case may be, but the first day of the week, and I can say, no matter what happened this week, I'm turning over a leaf and beginning a new week, and I'm putting God first, and God can turn that week around and, and begin something brand new. I love that He gives us calendars with new months, and I especially love, this, love it that, he, that He's ordained years for us. And so there are moments where we can just go, you know what? 2017, for all of it was good and all of it that was bad is over. And I'm not going to live in my glory days. Come on, you know someone whose best year was 1985 and they're still living in that moment. And whenever they meet you, they roll out the, their PR of what happened in 1985 and what they achieved. What a great year it was. Come on, some people are still dressing the same as they did in that year. It was such a great year. They're locked in on that moment. I, mean, I did that at church once, okay, back in the community center. I did this whole illustration about how people uh, dress according to their, 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 their was it shocker? Another shocker. Thanks, babe. Uh, another shocker. I'm getting commentary from the front row. Another shocker. And I remember and I'm preaching about, you know, how, how your glory days and you tend to dress according to your glory days. And I, and I described a particular outfit that someone whose glory days was in their 50s would wear. And after this guy comes up, and he's like, and it was pretty much exactly what I described. He had the, he had your, some of you will remember the Peter Werrett cap. The Peter Werrett, like, you know, it was just this little pointed cap. They've come back in. They're quite indie now, but, but back in that, like, sort of like a Sherlock Holmes pointy cap. And it was like, okay, all right. That was just, that was one of my bad moments that I needed to shred for that particular year. 
In fact, most Monday nights at our family night, my family have quite a habit of reminding me of the moments that I need to shred from family night and things that I've done wrong over the, you know, it's kind of roast dad family night on Monday nights. I think we need a shredder night on a Monday night. Just so we just shred everything. We leave it behind. We don't keep bringing it up over and over. Put it on the list, babe. Thank you. You can organize that. You'll be beautiful. They remind me that one, I don't know what happened one Monday night, particularly because we have family night on Monday night. One Monday night, I just, I just must have drifted out of consciousness of what was happening. And I literally, in, just, 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 I'm getting like, I'm getting heckled from the front here. She says, just one Monday night. Uh, and, and I just like, in the middle of the night, it was, we go from dessert, because Monday night's special dessert night. Dan loves cooking special dessert for the family. And so, in between the main course and dessert, I don't know, I just tuned out and I went off and had a shower. And, and they're all like, Dad, there's dessert, where are you? And Oh, he's had a shower. That, I would say that comes up most Monday nights in our conversation as Dad gets roasted. So I'm looking forward to a shredding moment where we can leave Dad's mistakes behind and just move on into the future. Actually, no, they become part of the fabric that unites us, actually. That's really what I'm doing. I'm, I'm having those experiences to create memories for us. But, all right, so tonight, not that. We're turning over, you know, we use this expression, we're turning over a new leaf. We're turning the page. And you can live in your, your glories and successes and actually get bogged there. Medi- good success can become the enemy of great success. And so sometimes we need to leave some, some things behind that were good, but, but they're not where God wants to take us and keep our vision lifting higher and lifting higher. But particularly, and this is what tonight is going to focus on, we need to shred our sins, the things that will, will haunt us, and we need to shred the things that, that will weigh us down from, uh, uh, from stepping into the future. And so uh, if you, some of you have maybe heard this morning, you've come prepared. If not, the guys here have got some paper. You can grab a piece of paper. Uh, just, you know, wave to these guys, and I'm going to lead us through this, and you can kind of, uh, as the Holy Spirit prompts you tonight, you can write some things down. This is not a look at what your neighbor's writing down kind of night, okay? This is not a, oh my goodness, I didn't know you struggled with that. Wow, that's amazing. This is not that kind of night. Uh, maybe we should hand out blinkers to everybody in church tonight at the same time. If you're visiting with us here uh, tonight and it's your first time with us, participate in this. You'll find that the Holy Spirit, God himself, is going to get involved in this moment for you. And, and there is going to be a line drawn in the sand. And you're going to step over some stuff that could potentially haunt you for years. Maybe some things that you're going to put on this paper tonight weren't 2017 things. They were 2014 things that have been haunting you for a long time. Maybe they were 2007 things, and they've been haunting you for a long time. And so the scripture I want us to learn, you can start writing as you go, because a little bit later on, what we're going to do, just give me a piece of paper so I can see if the shredder works. A little bit later on, we're going to come out the front, and you're going to get to shred your own. You can fold it up. You can actually have up to how many pages? Uh, we need to turn it on. See, quite functional, important. Okay, here we go. I got that. I'm quite high tech myself, so I can turn the button on. Does this one need to get turned on? No, I won't do that. That's a bit more complicated. I'll let someone else do that. Does it need to warm up? Okay, so here we go. So this is... Hey, there's even dust comes out. That's awesome. 
Now, apparently, you can do how many pages at a time? That one's 18 pages. If you've had a really bad year, you need to come to the middle, okay? The, the middle. Uh, what about, how many is this one, Beck? Maximum 10 over here. All right, okay. Shorty, you probably need this one, I reckon, a little bit later on. No, I'm just joking. And what about this one over here? They're, they're both around 10. All right, maybe don't test it. Maybe about five and, you know, you, probably, you don't need to write copious, copious ones. Just dot points will do. Some of you today, you've been writing things down. It's been quite cathartic, okay? And, and the, the, the concept of this is not that it's just sort of a, a um, hocus-pocus moment. It's not just a, it's not just a oh, symbolic, hopeful moment. I want to anchor what we're doing in Scripture tonight, all right? So I wonder if we can pull up the verse out of Hebrews chapter 12, uh, verse 1, and it says this, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, it's talking about the heroes of the faith in Hebrews 11 that have gone before us and are watching us and cheering for us, that we would do everything that God's called us to do. That we would live the life that God's called us to live. That we would, we would have this, we would run this marathon that's called life, achieving everything that God's called us to do. We're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. There's two things that says, let us lay aside every weight. Come back to that. And the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Tonight we're combining shredding with communion. Shredding with communion. So we're putting aside the weight that will weigh us down and the sin that will ensnare us. And then we're going to look to Jesus who washes clean every sin, who takes every wound. And so literally when we come out later, you're going to, you'll get an opportunity to shred. And then a couple of pastors will be here on each one and they'll have the juice and the bread for communion because we're wiping the past away and we're looking to Christ. We're not just wiping the past away and hoping that it'll be a better year. We're, we're wiping the past. We're leaving some things behind in the spirit tonight. We're going to make some practical decisions that we're also going to do tonight. And we're going to write those things down and shred them. Coming up in two weeks, there are goals for the year ahead. Sometimes to be able to even begin to think about what God's got for you in the future, you've got to let some things go that are in the past. Sometimes, I don't know if you've ever tried to drive forward looking in the rear vision mirror but it doesn't work. The, the, the whole reason that the rear vision mirror is that big and the windscreen that big is because you're not designed to look in the past all the time. Have a glance every now and then, yes, but you've got to look into the future. So sometimes we've got to deal with the past so that we can start to dream again. Hope can start to come back to your heart again. And then in a couple of week time, weeks' time when Jamie Malcolm's here, uh, is it when Jamie Malcolm's here is our goal anointing service? Next week, next Sunday is our goal anointing service. So next Sunday you'll be able to start to pray for the things that you're believing God for in 2018. But today precedes that. And so here's, here's the thing. If we look at the NLT version of this scripture, Hebrews 12, it says this, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, 
The life of faith is the life of living a relationship with God where you fulfill the purpose that He's got for you tonight in your life. And tonight, you might not have even got into the race. The race is where you receive Christ and all that He's done for you and make a decision to live His way. Then you begin to live for the purpose that God's created you for. And maybe tonight, you've never actually opened the door of your heart for a relationship with God. Later on at the end of this service, there'll be a moment where we can lead you in a prayer that invites Christ into your heart. And everything begins to change from that moment as you get into the race. Okay, everything begins to change. Okay, so let us, now this one says, strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. The weight that slows us down, the sin that trips us up and let us run with endurance. This word endurance comes again, okay? Again, it says, looking to Jesus, fixing our eyes on Jesus and what he's done. So the idea of this, and if I can have this for a moment, Beck, and if I can have this, the idea of this is, it's heavy? That's good, it's supposed to be heavy. All right, Jai, you're going to be my helper. Is that if you're a marathon runner and, and you're wanting to run free and run long, that verse says that there are sins that will literally trip us up. Another version says entangle us. Uh, when sin is first mentioned in the Bible, it's with Cain and Abel. And, and it's God speaking to him saying, be careful right now because sin is crouching at your door, wanting to spring onto you and to control you. That's what sin wants to do. It wants to control us so that we miss out on everything that God's got for us. So sin wants to ensnare us, Jai. Sin wants to control you. There's certain things that we can't seem to break free from. God's got this great destiny for us. And the Bible says, this is really interesting. It says, I want you I want you to strip off every weight. I want you to get rid of the sin that trips you up. It doesn't say, I want God to come in and do that for you. Jesus will forgive us, but we've got to take the step towards him. And if, if Jai tries, just try and run your marathon there, buddy. This is, this is the plan of the enemy to control us, Literally to restrict us from all the great stuff that God's got for us. And here's the thing about being ensnared. We have to bring it to Jesus to allow him to break the power of it. Now, if I was a little more violent, I'd have an axe here right now. But that'd be a nerve-wracking for everybody. But I would literally break these, if alternatively have chains. But these are, these sin will ensnare you and the Bible tells us get free from it. Now, the other thing, It says there's two different things. There's sin and then there's weight. This is full of water bottles. I'm not sure how we're going to do this. I'm going to have to set you free for a moment just to can pull that out. All right, there we go. Put your arm in there. All right, now that's, that's weight. That's quite heavy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's the whole point of this exercise. There, there are things that aren't necessarily sinful. The, the passion version says the wounds that slow you down. There are things that 
from our past. You know, so sin is something we have to confess and the blood of Jesus washes us clean and we have to make some decisions about what we're not going to do so that we don't live ensnared. But there are certain things that awaits that will just tire us out, that will wear us down, that will stop us going the distance. And that's what I want to look at tonight. And for the sake of being nice to you, Jai, I'm not going to let you there all night. So let's take the weight off you that could easily slow you down. And you can take, you can take your sin off yourself just for the sake of it right now. We won't shred the rope. So let's give it just a few thoughts. Let's give a few thoughts. Yes, you, you can deal with that. What's, what's the sin? And he, this is not about making us guilty. People often think, oh, if we talk about sin and all this stuff, it's just, just going to make me feel bad. You know what? Talking about sin is not a matter of making us, trying to do it to make us feel bad. It's about getting us free. Because sin is literally wanting to control us. There are things that we, it's almost like certain sin, you just, you can't, when it's got a control of you, you can't break free from it. So you've got to identify it and confess it and let Christ break its power over us. And so there's all sorts of things. And it's not just a once-off thing. I, you know, I had a moment um, a, few, a few weeks ago, and I've, I've written this on my list. It was the end of last year. And I was getting quite frustrated at a couple of people in another country. Okay, so just so we're all good with that, okay? And, and out of my own insecurity, I was becoming very critical and judgmental of these people. I was like, my insecurity was causing me to look at them and trying to pull them down. And then I got into some conversations with a couple of different people with my role in terms of what I do. And I'd be quite negative about these people. And I'm frustrated. And I'm, and I'm talking to Danielle out of my frustration thinking maybe I just got to get this out and I'll feel better. If I talk it out, I'll feel better. You know, I heard someone say psychologically, we can think that if we have a big spew fest about someone, getting it out will make us feel better. And, you know, it's a little bit like with the kettle, it's whistling. So if we just, you know, we just let it out, let the steam out, everything, it'll just take the heat out of it. And they said psychologically, neurologically in your brain, what happens when you have a big whinge about something or someone, it's not taking the the pressure off. It's actually um, increasing the heat under the kettle. So what's actually happening is you're feeding. Every time you're whinging, you're complaining about something, you're feeding it. And I was doing this. And the Holy Spirit was convicting me of it. And so I got up that morning and I, I wrote in my journal. I like to journal. It's part of the way that I let things go from different days. And God was nailing me about stuff that was actually not affecting anyone else. It was affecting me. It was affecting my mental and emotional state. And I, be, and I wrote down, I read the scripture, I wrote down. And then within, uh, I went into my prayer room and I began to pray and I began to confess my sin and say, God, I am so sorry. For what I've done, I've become cynical. I've become critical of these people. It's, it's not the way you want me to be. I'm so sorry, Jesus. And I kid you not, while I was praying that, I got a scripture, I got a text went off. And I don't normally look too much, but I looked at it. And it said, uh, this is someone, he said, each year, this guy, his name's Sam Chand. He's a, uh, he's a pastor, a consultant. He'd been to our church. And he sent this message to everybody. At the moment, I'm confessing my sin. 
And he says, each year I give my family a, script, a scripture for them to hang on to for the next year. And here it is, Luke 6, I, I've got it up here for you, 37 38. Don't pick on people, jump on their failures, or criticize their faults, unless, of course, you want the same treatment. I was really like getting, I'm really ha- happy that I was nailed by God before I got this text. This was just confirming. Don't condemn those who are down. That hardness can boomerang. Be easy on people. You'll find life a lot easier. Give away your life. You'll find life given back, but not merely given back. Given back with bonus and blessing. Giving, not getting, is the way generosity begets generosity. Sometimes we just need a purge of the sins that we've, we've got used to, that we've justified, that we've, we've thought, oh, no, doing this is just helping me emotionally, and actually it's dragging us down. And so I was convicted and being critical of these particular people is on my list to be shredded tonight because I want to leave that behind. And that scripture is going to be on my wall this year as a reminder. Whenever I think of people, don't pick on them. Don't jump on their failures. Don't criticize their faults. Whatever the sin is, I don't need to to give you a list of sins. Pretty confident the Holy Spirit's really good at that. He's, He's able to just convict us not to make us feel bad that we're bad people but just because there's a higher way and he wants us to say i'm he wants to say you're better than that don't live that way anymore it's doing you harm forgive that person don't live with unforgiveness it's doing you harm someone once said that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to get hurt but it's actually yourself maybe there's someone you need to write down on this list tonight and go, I've I've had unforgiveness and I'm getting untangled from that because it's just going to trip me up. What about the weight? Sin's fairly clear and I know as you just, the God convicts you of things, you can kind of write those out. What about the weight that so easily holds us back, that it snares us, the weight that that weighs us down, the wounds? So the weight can be a number of things. It can be a, a bad report that you've had. Maybe you had a bad medical report last year and you're like, you may have even bought the medical report to shred. That would be a cool idea. You might just need to write it down. I had this report and tonight you're making a decision of the report that you're going to believe. And the report you're going to believe is not what the doctor said, but what Jesus said when he went to the cross, by his stripes you were healed. But you're writing that down. I'm shredding that. Maybe there's a financial situation. Maybe it's a, a credit card debt. Maybe it's some, some bad debt that you've got. Maybe it's, a, it's, it's something to do with your business or your, your financial world. And you just need to shred it, leave it behind. Maybe there's a, a disappointment or discouragement of unanswered prayer. In the Bible, Abraham gave a promise to Sarah that took 25 years to come to pass. And Abraham tried to fulfill the promise by having a child. The promise was a child, having a child with his servant, Hagar. And that woman's prayer was answered. She had a baby called Ishmael. And the Bible says that after a while, she would taunt Sarah. It was like her unanswered prayer was magnified by her answered prayer. And her answered prayer would taunt her. And maybe you go to pray for something believing God to do something and in your mind this situation where God didn't answer it this thing that didn't come through that you believe for is taunting you and you need to make a decision 
I'm going to let that go. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to pray my prayers through the filter of previously unanswered prayers. I'm going to start afresh and believe God for what he said. Maybe it's, maybe it's some guilt. You know Jesus has forgiven you, but you're just carrying guilt and shame over mistakes that you've made. Maybe there's been failures. You took a step and it didn't work. Last year we did something in our business that I really felt was God. Took a step, made some changes, and it actually, in that particular part of my business, turned it backwards. And if I, for a while I was thinking about that, beating myself up. Why did we do that? Why did we make that mistake? I thought God spoke to me about it. Then after a while I'd realize, no, I can't live in that, in that mindset. I've got to make a decision. Failures are okay. They're just a way of finding the right way forward. And so sometimes you've got to forgive yourself and you've got to let the failure go and write it down and say, well, you know what? Some of your greatest steps are going to come out of some of your backward steps. What looks like a failure right now may well be the way where a door gets open in your life into the future. God is a redeemer of every situation. So maybe it's, maybe it's that. Maybe it's, maybe it's a fear about the future that you've got. Maybe it's a fear about your family. Maybe it's a fear about what's going to happen in a particular area. And it's just seems to be constantly hanging around and you're like you know what God I need to bring that to the cross of Jesus Christ I need to shift my focus from the fear and keep my eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of my faith I'm going to make a shift tonight maybe maybe it's some habits that you've just gotten used to that aren't necessarily sinful but they're just weighing you down. I talked this morning about an app that I deleted just recently because it was just wasting time. Maybe you've got a time-wasting habit or a habit that's just taking you places continually that's not where God wants you to go. It's not the best for you. Maybe, maybe the, the habit uh, or maybe the, the thing that you, you, you're on or use or watch in itself isn't bad but it's taking you to places that are not good for you. And it might be time to write down, I'll just give you a few little examples, it's time to delete Snapchat off my phone because it's taking me to places that I, don't, I know have the potential to ensnare me. And so rather than just keep it there and try and be controlled, I'm just going to cut it off. Now, I'm not suggesting you put your phone in the shredder tonight. Although that could be kind of fun. Maybe a blender. We could break a blender out for that. Have you seen that? Anyway, just stay focused. All right. Uh, for a year, in Victoria, when I was 21 years old, and for the very first time, I moved into a place on my own. And I knew it was, uh, as a young man, it would be a temptation zone for me. I was aware that there would be some weights. And so I just made a decision. I felt prompted by God. For a year, no TV. Give God a year in terms of your focus and your thoughts. And so I did. And it wasn't that the TV was sin, but it could have been a weight. And so I made a decision. Get rid of the weight that easily ensnares, that could have wasted a lot of time, but particularly could have taken me to places that I just wouldn't be healthy for my mind. And so I, I, I look back on a particular year and I go, that year, instead of wasting a lot of time doing this, I immersed myself. I listened to, okay, you'll love this, tapes. Tapes, they're like little windy things and 
like a, a CD, like, okay, all right, you're with me, like a record, no, okay. I listen to tapes, some tapes I listen to over and over again. I memorize scripture. I spent time praying. And when I think about what God's doing through my life, I look back at that year and go, I set my life up by giving God some time. Some of you need to go, all right, maybe this year I'm going to do a Bible college. I'm going to do an internship. I'm going to make a decision to create and carve out some space for God so that rather than something being a weight on me, I'm going to give God room to get into my life. Whatever it is. I'm just talking about these things. because Here's the thing. There's 200 sermons being preached right now. It's the Holy Spirit. And He's speaking to everyone different about different things, different decisions, different things we need to do. Maybe it's a bad attitude you need to shred. Maybe it's a negative thought pattern. It's not necessarily sin, but you just... Somebody said something about you. And it's stuck in your mind. And you go to do this, and that's the first thing that flashes across your thinking. And you need to write it down. Bring it to the cross of Jesus. Shred it into your past and shift your vision to Christ, the author and perfecter of your faith. Unanswered prayers, attitudes, all sorts of different things. And then what we're going to do, and we're going to do this in a few moments, is we're going to look to Jesus. Isaiah 53 verse 5 tells us about what Jesus did for us. If we can put that up on the the screen here. He was wounded for our transgressions. This is what happened to Jesus over a 24-hour period. He was beaten, literally. He was whipped and he was crucified and his blood was shed to cover all of our sin. Cover it. So when we shred it, God's not putting it all back together and going, oh, I remember it. That's right. When we bring our sin to Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ erases it permanently from history we're going to go to heaven one day and there'll be a recording of our life because God's going to give us rewards according to what we've done and a fair bit of our life is going to be blanked out because from God's point of view if you're a Christian and you've received Christ in his blood then it didn't ever exist didn't happen It literally, it got, I mean, even more than shredded, it got cremated, burned, gone. So why should we keep on to it if Jesus has paid his, the ultimate price to cover our sin? The blood of Jesus Christ. So this is what happened, that 24-hour period. He was wounded for our transgressions. That's our sin. His blood was shed. That's why we're going to drink juice together in a few moments. Symbolic of his blood that was shed so that we could be forgiven. He was bruised. For our iniquities, he was beaten. A crown of thorns was put on his head. He was bruised so that we could be completely forgiven. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. They, they literally whipped him. and he was, he was tormented so that your torment could be exchanged for peace. Your anxiety, my anxiety, could be exchanged for peace. Something spiritual happens when you understand. This is why the Bible says, often, regularly, have communion, reflect on what Jesus has done because there's a power in that moment. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes, we are healed. 
Peter says it like this, we were healed. This one's a prophecy in Isaiah. The next verse says this, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Every sin you've ever committed or will ever commit, Jesus Christ took on himself to give us his holiness. God put it on him. God judged him for it. You're not under the judgment of God. You're under the grace of God when you've received Christ. So this is what we're going to do. Can I... uh...